This is the Kingdom Movement Podcast, a place where we will explore through conversation how discipleship, theology, and community really can transform our world. Hey guys, this is Jake with the Kingdom Movement Podcast. Today, Paulo is with me and our special, not, well, special in our hearts, but not special to the podcast, Tiamu Sieli is with us again to share her, her heart and thoughts with us. Hi guys. Um, so we're super excited to have her here um, to share her perspective. But basically, we just wrapped up our biblical story series and we went through the biblical narrative Kind of got to the end, Revelation was our last episode, talking about what is the biblical narrative, what is the purpose, and some of those key themes were about the kingdom of God, about really how do we live out the truth, right, in our own lives against the lie, that was a big premise in the Revelation episode, but really how do we integrate this reality that God is wanting to redeem creation through a called out community um, that is speaking his truth and his life into the world so today we're going to focus in on that. How do we today continue the biblical narrative? Because the story's not over, right? It didn't end when we put the New Testament back on the bookshelf, but we get to actually live in the New Testament reality of the resurrected Jesus. So kind of our plan for you guys is to share maybe some of our personal testimonies, how we personally are trying to live that kingdom life in our own lives as best as we can. Then focus on our kingdom movement, fam, community. How can we live um, in this biblical narrative? And then to talk about how Botswana in general, the people of Botswana, can fit into that larger story. So I'm going to hand it over to these two amazing guys. And I think Paul is going to start us off with his his perspective. Yes. Hey, guys. I'm happy to be here again after a long time. So personally, I think if I look at the Bible... Uh, stories that we we were talking about during the during the journey we took i feel like sometimes my story it's a bit similar to stories in the bible uh and sometimes it's different but i just feel like god shapes our stories in the sense of sometimes it can it can directly connect to what happened in the bible but sometimes our stories are unique in the sense of a not similar to what is there what what happened with all these people we spoke about in the bible so i just feel like for me sometimes it's been like that um i was i was talking to a friend yesterday no yes two days ago and then he was just telling me he took a picture of him in a place where he met me okay and he was the person who took me to Kingdom Move, to Kingdom Movement in Mozambique. Oh, awesome. And then he took a picture there and then he said, and I was like, yo, that's amazing. That's the place I met you. That's a place where if probably if I didn't meet you there, I don't know where I would be right now. Mm-hmm. And he, he told me that him meeting me in that place to change his life in the sense of now he's a missionary mm-hmm. in Mozambique, he's an American. But now he went back to Mozambique to do missions full-time four years there because of that meeting that I had Mm -hmm. with him. So I just feel like 
once you start accepting or you start living this life god they just start shaping you shaping you your your life in the sense of it connect you with all these people and then you start just entering in this journey but it has a beginning which is this the yes which is the dedication to say, yes, I believe in this and I want to follow this. And I just feel like for me, that's what that was the beginning. So from here, I think once you start to understand the Bible, it's mostly you try to practice it the most. I say try because I just feel like most of the times I felt like I have to try. I have to put a lot of effort into it because there were so many things happening that I, it was not natural. It was not coming naturally for me to be obedient to the Bible. Mm. So I think from here, it's when you start building, giving yourself challenges. You start actively saying, this is what I want. I understand this Bible and this is what I want. I want this to be part of my life. I want this to be a life, a, a lifestyle, a style in my life. Mm. A, I'm looking for a, a word um yeah lifestyle maybe we can use that okay, one yeah. so you choose that and then you start putting all these things into practice and i just feel like that's where i find myself i grew up in a church but that's where i find myself right now into trying to put all these things challenge myself every day every week and just giving god time to come and shape me uh in the sense of saying hey you have to work into this you have to get better into this and that and that so i just feel like once you understand the bible in this way, you start understanding that this is a, a lifestyle and this is something yeah. I have to put into practice. Yeah, I think for our listeners too, do you mind just even sharing very briefly the how that happened and where you met that guy? Because I think it's important um, in the sense of tying into the biblical narrative. Maybe I'll make my point in a second, because I know the story, but maybe you can share very briefly what happened. Yeah, How um, Zach, I believe is who you're talking about, yeah. met you for Kingdom Movement. Yeah. Yes. So I was coming for school. Um, it was a really hard moment in my life. Uh, and I was just really tired of, tired with a lot of things. And I was going through depression during that time too. So I was with my friends, we just left uh, school. I was doing uh, journalism, I was studying journalism there. So I just left school and my friend just told me like, hey, let's go to this place and print something. Mm. And so I was not there to print anything. I was just with a friend. And then we walk in, I just see this white guy uh, with long hair, you know, when you look back yeah. from behind, you can think he's a girl. Yeah, he's got really long hair. Yes. So, and then they were printing flyers of the Kingdom Movement with the logo of a palavra. Mm. Yeah. which is Kingdom Movement in Mozambique. And then I just approached him and was like, oh, yeah, I've seen this logo. And then he was just saying, like, oh, yes, exactly, we are doing it. They were having a worship that weekend. Okay. And then told me, yeah, we're having a worship afternoon this weekend. If you want, you can come and join us. I gave him my number, but I had some disappointment with Matt because I gave him my number and then he didn't, never texted me. You know, so I was like, <laughs> Sorry okay. for all of you that I've done that too. No. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, okay, here's my number. I don't know if you're going to remind me, remember mm. anything. But Zach, he was very, uh, like, yeah. there into texting me, into reminding me. And which was amazing, just having someone who's doing that, who's giving, putting all this effort. And when you're going through depression, you just feel like your life... No one cares about you. Mm. Your life is it's a mess, and 
no one sees you as an important person. So just seeing that from him, it was amazing. And then he invited me there and I went to the worship. That was the best experience mm. in my life. Just seeing these people living as a community. I think we'll talk about the about the community yeah. side. But just seeing these people living as a community. Someone came and just started praying for me. People were jumping. People were like dancing, jamming and everything. So for me, that was really a new thing. Mm. Uh, to see for someone who grew up in a church with a specific way of worship with a specific way of reading the bible so seeing that new perspective seeing that new vision yeah a way of seeing the bible and the community that changed me so from there i just found this amazing community that today i'm here in botswana yeah. because of that yeah no i think that's great and i think even the idea of um divine appointments that we're unaware of in the sense of you know it it just is it happens too often not to be the holy spirit where it's you accidentally are invited by your friend even though you don't have anything to print and you happen to be at the same shop as zach and olivia right as they're getting this job done and you just happen to know what all palabra was barely enough to be dangerous right <laughs> and how god uses those moments just like the ethiopian man right he tells philip to go walk on the road and then all of a sudden he just happens to hear someone reading out of the scroll of isaiah right and it's like our lives are filled with moments like that both that we realize are happening and we encounter them and we live into them and how many times have we missed it simply because we weren't open or aware or our eyes were unwilling to see what God was trying to do you know what I mean and even with the missed text you know love you Matt you know it's like <laughs> God isn't thrown off by our missed opportunities right yeah. that he's continually pursuing yeah. us so and also the fact that that they God just used that to change mm. our life like not only my life but Zach's life too. Mm. yeah in the sense of we were both God both I wanted us both to be a full time missionaries. Yeah. Mm. And then he used that experience to change these two full time missionaries, this mm. meeting mm. so that it can change them and lead them back to the yeah. to the mission. Yeah, and I think the the casual moments that we think are insignificant, going to a print shop and just inviting someone that we don't even really know yeah. can lead to amazing things because really the work at BAC, you know, close to 30 to 40 students, 50 students maybe that are being currently discipled to know Jesus would not be happening unless you were there, right? But that even starts back at a print shop in Mozambique because, mm. you know, and, and that's where we don't realize our lives can really snowball into something incredible and yes. transform, you know, and those 30, 40 people are going to grow up to be moms and dads and husbands and wives. And it's like, how much more can it expand that we don't even realize a simple invitation can create? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Before I start rambling on more, Tiamo, I want to hand it over to you. Um, I think I, when I think about like the Bible and how it ties into my life, I look at the biblical story in the sense of restoration mm. and like from brokenness to wholeness, if I could put it that way. And it's like I look at all the stories of all the people in the I look at all the stories of all the people in the in the Bible and it's like God used so much brokenness to mm -hmm. bring so much light and to show who he is through all of that. And I think like Paulo was talking, like he said that your story could tie into a story in the Bible and I also believe it could tie into somebody's story within the 21st century that will change their life forever mm -hmm. and change them yeah, that's to great. show and see more of God 
through what he's doing in your life. And yeah, I think that's like the biggest thing for me. That's the biggest thing I can think about when I think of my story applying to mm. the Bible. Yeah, so essentially what I hear you saying is like, not only do we look back, but we look forward to how God mm. redeems what we've gone through mm. to redeem other people or help be a part of that redemption process. No, that's, that's huge, right? And that is where our stories become significant for other people as well in that you know when the bible talks about god turning all things for good yes. it doesn't mean that everything is always going to be good but it means that even the brokenness of our lives god can somehow in the mystery of who he is take those things and use them for good in the future no that's great uh do you have any other things that you're or you're solid <laughs> okay great yeah yeah i think in my own story as i think about it like it's this idea of, you know, we grew up in youth group in the States, and uh, I just remember in youth group there, it was like, you guys are going to be world changers, every youth conference we would go to, and it was like, <laughs> just this, you know, hype machine that's trying to pump us up to make us think like, yeah, I'm special, and I'm going to be the one that makes everything good, and you know, I, I definitely don't buy into all that that means, but I think the the positive side that the Holy Spirit can use out of that is, I always had a belief when I gave my life to the Lord that like that God can use my life for something significant, right? And I didn't want to just do the nine to five, like, you know, just live day by day. I mean, there were times I had to do that. You have to do those things sometimes. But what was cool is even in those moments, I remember coworkers would want to talk to me about faith. You know what I mean? Simply just because I said, yeah, I want to you know, be a missionary. I want to do these things. This is who I am. And it just opened up doors, right? And I remember thinking, like, until we got on the university, really at my everyday job was the moment when I encountered people who needed Jesus the most, right? And it, it created amazing opportunities when I would, you know, be awake enough to re realize it. Like, every day there are people that pass me that are looking for hope, right? Mm -hmm. And in some way, shape, or form, I can be a, a part of that transformation in their lives you know i might not be able to, to see the finish line but i may just be in the middle of that story and be someone that pushes them in the right direction and for me i've tried to as much as i can you know all of us fail miserably at times but to remember like every moment is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone even um the other yesterday actually paul and i were in a coffee shop and we met a guy who I won't go into all the details because it's his personal story, but it's like, he's a Muslim guy, he's from the States, right? And, you know, our goal was not to convert him in this coffee shop, but just to hear this person's story, to share about the kingdom of God and how it's radically transformed my life. Like, who knows what that does? You know what I mean? The seeds that are planted. Um, and so I try as much as I can to allow my story to, in, you know, integrate in other people's stories. Um, just by wanting to pursue Jesus. And I think when we're pursuing the Spirit, what God wants to say to us the most, and when we're really fixating on that, it becomes easier, right? And in the times where we get consumed with our own business, that can be a bit harder, right? So switching gears from kind of personal story, because obviously we've seen our own testimonies can help get people through hard times. Um, our testimonies can snowball into radical transformation, right? By just being open to a divine moment. Um, by seeing our lives as significant, we can engage in uh, ordinary moments and draw people to Christ, right? Yeah. But I think not only can we do that 
as individuals, we can do that as a community, right? Um, and I think kingdom movement as a community on campus is meant to do that, right? And, you know, again, we'll do a, we'll do a pattern here. We'll start with Paulo. But, um, Paulo, how do you feel like, not just kingdom movement here in Botswana, but what you've seen in Apalava, how do you feel like that kind of personalized community that is reaching a specific target demographic university students how can those kind of communities begin to actually partner with what God is doing, right, in this biblical story? Yes. I feel like if you read the Bible, you understand the sense of community. You understand how important community it is It is for the Bible. I just feel like uh, right in the beginning, it, uh, Adam and Eve, they were supposed to start a community. They were supposed to start a family and just God calling Abraham and just it goes it it develops in the sense of community so I just feel like community has been this amazing place where God has placed in us or has placed us to be able to be challenged as a personally but also has a way for us to be this one big body that pushes pushes each other and feeds it each mm-hmm. other and just nourishes each other. You know, you, you eat with your mouth, but then it reaches every part of your, your, mm-hmm. your body. So I just feel like the idea of the body of Christ ties a lot with the sense of community. And I've seen that a lot in my experience uh, as a Christian, but in my experience in the kingdom movement in Mozambique and here, in the sense of... We have had a lot of testimony. My own testimony is someone who was going through a struggle and was finding this healthy community, community that you are not in there to only give value to other people, but also you feel like you belong to somewhere. You feel like you have a value. You you, you are important for for this community. So community is this place that gives you and op- it opens a space for you to be someone who's important, to be someone who is valuable, to be someone who has something important to add into that community. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's what a lot of us are looking for, to be welcome and to see that I can, I'm important to, to, to someone, I'm important to this place that I'm part of. Yeah. And that's what happened in, 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 in Kingdom Movement in, in Mozambique. We see these people who are coming with a lot of struggles. They have talents, uh, but they're going through a lot of big struggles. And they're just being selfish people trying to fight uh, the battles in their life alone. And they just find this community that shares people with sh- who shares the same struggles, people who went through the same struggles. And we start encouraging each other. And other than just being a lonely love, wolf and lonely wolf (laughs) yes we become this big family that is Mm. together and just help each other to fight all these things yeah so we fight our battles together in a sense yeah that's great so essentially to sum up what i hear you saying it's this idea that community both encourages us it becomes the place where we can seek help strength um, love from other people but it also empowers us it makes us feel like we belong to something valuable it You know, we're not just floating in existence, but this community both feeds into us and we have an outlet to feel like we can use our lives towards a goal that is important, right? Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, I think, oh, yes, I think with like community and how that community can 
tie into the story of Christ and like it's the little things that we don't see that change a lot of people's lives I think because you'll have a lot of people coming into the community that don't want to go to church don't see the point of fellowship don't see the point of going around with people they just come because okay I was invited by a friend and I'll be there and at the end of the story it's I came here and I learned why I should live like this and why I should live more like Christ and why I should um, why I should pursue a life better mm-hmm. for myself that is leading towards the cross and it's beautiful to watch and it's also like you see that the DNA of what we have in the kingdom movement is a big part of how the Bible ties into that mm-hmm. because the discipleship part of everything and the worship aspect of everything, like every little thing ties into bringing people closer to the cross. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. I yeah. hope it does. No, it does. Yeah. Definitely. And I think that's a great point that community is best done, especially Christian community in a place where people feel they can discover who God is, right? Because mm. oftentimes there's like this fear, right? Is Am I going to be accepted by these people before yeah. I even, you know, understand or can, can I ask questions, you know? And I think a community that's unafraid to be um, willing to challenge itself, right? Willing to grow and invite other people into that growth. And I think what you're saying as well is when you start to see other people who are willing to say, yeah, these are things that I need to work on, it creates a, an open door for me to say, like, oh, I also maybe need to work on this yes. too, right? Because these people aren't acting like they got it all together, right? So maybe I don't have to put on that yeah. facade as well. Because obviously we all have things that we have to grow into. Yeah, some, yeah. yeah. Have- and I think uh, one big example of this is the challenge that we, we had uh, with just having people who are struggling with the question of identity just sexual identity mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that us has seen this challenge has seen God sending um, sending uh, people who have this challenge to us we saw that we need to learn about it you know we had we had to find a book and that helps us uh, disciple people who are going through that struggle mm-hmm. I just feel like that's exactly what happens when you're in community you know, you will start feeling challenged and just start broadening and start to help mm-hmm. you understand and just become a better disciple or just become a better friend, mm-hmm. just become a good person who really, I was not good. I was really, really bad with reading emotions. <laughs> I was really, really bad with showing emotions. I was really bad. And my, and Shania, my fiance, she would tell me that, you know, but I just feel like the challenge of just being part of the kingdom movement, the challenge of just having these people who are showing their emotions and you having to understand that, put yourself in that situation, helped me a lot in that sense. So I just feel like community also helps you in those challenges too. Yeah, that's that's great. One of the, So I've been reading through the book of Acts in my own personal devotion. There's something that was so interesting to me. I was reading about, so Paul is going around uh, modern day Greece or whatever. And then it mentions this guy named Apollos, right? And Apollos is like just a powerful speaker or whatever. And it says that he he comes from Alexandria, but he goes to Ephesus. And I just thought about that. And I was like, nowhere in this story does it talk about the people that go to Alexandria, right? Mm-hmm. 
but in all that was taking place, like really in the, the thought I had was in the book of Acts, we get a very small idea of what was actually taking place during that time. Because there was believers going everywhere, right? And the fact that there will never, we'll never know the people in Alexandria that affected Apollos, who then went to Ephesus, who also went to Greece, Corinth, to speak to that church, and how many other names and faces and people who were just faithful to the Lord in their ordinary stories affected, you know, created the world that we live in now that, you know, hundreds of millions of people over time have had the opportunity to hear the name of Jesus. And it wasn't, um, it really, most of those moments were not created by the, the superheroes of the faith, but it was the ordinary people taking the life of Jesus seriously and living it out in their community. And I think for me, that's just encouraging because there will always be mouthpieces and characters that get propped up in history that represent movements. But movements are made of far more people than one individual, right? Um, and it's the, the greater sum that is really the most important thing when it comes to a movement of the Lord, right? Not the, the mouthpieces, but really the, the day in and day out people that say, I'm going to be faithful to Jesus and I want to be a part of change and transformation and I'm going to stick to the way of Jesus no matter what it costs me, right? And I think um, when it comes to kingdom movement, that's exactly it, you know? Like, there are groups, there are people that I have absolutely no idea who they are, but it's because someone else has stepped up to the plate and said, it's not just leadership's responsibility to disciple, but it's my responsibility to disciple. Um, That I belong to community and I want people to experience community. And I think the more that we think of it as an us, we're in this together, we're fighting the battle together, we're loving people together, we're taking care of needs together. One, the burden shifts off of individuals. And two, it empowers the entire group rather than hanging on one person's personality or one person's, um, you know, ability to speak well or whatever, you know. And so that's what excites me about Kingdom Movement is I see week in and week out young men and women who, you know, are, they could completely focus on their studies. You know what I mean? They could completely shut out everything else but have chosen not only to take the life of Jesus seriously, but to become men and women who really are disciple makers, right? And that's exciting to see for me because it's, it was almost a relief that a weight that fell off me is like, okay, we have a community that gets this now, you know what I mean? And that it's only going to snowball because there are so many of us who, who believe that Jesus really can change us and change our yes. community. Yeah. So leading into that, you know, that's Kingdom Movement's role on the campus. But I think as a missionary to Botswana, I really do have the belief that Botswana, especially in the continent of Africa, can be a catalyst for change. Just like Mozambique, right? Uh, Can be a catalyst for change if the people of God recognize that they can actually step up to be a transformative community. We don't just exist to provide a service for people to attend. But we were meant to be a community that can radically transform the way people think, operate, feel uh, in a world that is full of a lot of hurt, a lot of depression, a lot of letdown. Uh, there's a community that can stand against those kind of things. So, yeah, Paulo, maybe I'll just start with you. How do you feel like um, we as individuals then we as our smaller community can speak into the narrative of an even larger story of even a nation, right? Yes. 
I was when once while you were talking, I was just thinking about the first century. These twelve guys, you know, who were following this guy who said he was God, and today we're here. We're talking about them, <laughs> you know. But it started with these twelve people, you know, in this small, in these poor people probably yeah. didn't have job. The only thing they could do was fish. And it started with them, and today we're here. And Christianity changed a lot of things in the world. Christianity is, we say, like the cornerstone of the human rights. Mm. You know, most of human rights you don't find it anywhere else. Yeah. But it's things that are things that are really based in Christianity. They borrowed that. They should, they should. Um, Tell, they should say that and accept that and recognize that but yeah. okay um, but yeah it's a copy of that because Christianity is just this way of living way of seeing yourself seeing others but also seeing the world differently mm. you know when you are a Christian you're just you, you don't just care about yourself mm. you care about your brother at, how, at home you care about the person in your school you care about the whole world. You see the war and then you really care. It has to hurt you. It has to touch you. And then you take action. You start praying about it. You really want to make change. So I just feel like Christianity is this thing that always spirals to these, to the big area, to the world. Yeah. So that's how I see it. And I feel like uh, as a student... It starts with you as a student practicing this way of living, saying, yes, this is how I want to live. And then after you leave your school, you go to wherever God will send you. It might be missions. It might be you have to be in a, in a company. It might be you have to start your own company. And from there, you yeah. start saying, this is what I want to practice. My company will, will abide uh, in, in, the, in Christ's life. Yeah. And then you decide doing that, that you start seeing the change. Your company will start doing it. And then imagine all the students that are in UB and a part of the kingdom movement. Mm. Imagine if they are all doing the same thing. You know, and yeah. probably some of them will be the, the next ministers, will be the next president. Mm. And as they grow up with this characteristic of being challenged, and try to live according to the Bible. And then they get there. Those are the people who are going to change the world. Those are the people who are going to always fight for peace. Because peace is part of what yep. they believe. That's great. Um, I think Bible took my words for me. Because when I, I thought about it, I thought about like our episode from the missions. The missions mm. episode where we were talking about how our everyday lives can be a way to be missionaries in mm. the field. Like the fact that if I live differently in whatever job or whatever career I have, I can change a lot more than I think I can. Yeah. And I think it has a, like a rippling effect because in as much as we don't see the difference that is being made today, like, you know, like Belgo's story where he met somebody in a, in a coffee shop and yeah. they didn't see the, like how it's going to affect everything in the future. Mm -hmm. But it's like the little that is happening now and the little changes that are being made and everyone individual lives now within the kingdom movement community and the Christian community are changing everything towards what God would have liked for it mm. to look like yeah and that is if we all live in obedience yeah and yeah I think that's that's great yeah 
I think it's the individual's choice to say, yes, Lord, I will live in the, the reality that you have called me to live into, right? And as those individuals create a holistic community, that community really can bring change. So there's an individual responsibility that plays into a community that can transform, right? Essentially what you're saying, right? It, it's not one CEO, but it's all the people that belong to this community. Do we live in the ethic of the kingdom in that encompasses all of our lives? Because it's like, if you're a businessman and that at your work you're cutthroat and you're, you know, like rude to your employees and you pay them the minimum that you know that you can, like that isn't reflecting the kingdom in that reality of your life. Or as a student, if you don't take your responsibilities seriously, if you're, you know, just out for yourself, if you're just, you know, kind of sitting in a corner all by yourself and you isolate yourself, like you're not inviting the kingdom into that area of your life. And But it, when the opposite becomes true, in when many, many people begin to do that, it is a snowball effect, right? Yes. Because one of my prayers is you look at the culture of UB and there's kind of an expectation when you go to UB, you're going to do X, Y, and Z, right? This is your time to live in freedom, you know, freedom in air quotes. Um, but that doesn't have to be the narrative. We say that it does, right? We say, well, this is just how UB is. But the reality is that the culture, the messages that we're believing are the things that we tell ourselves. And so if we can begin to pick up a new narrative it can actually transform the reality around us. I think that's the biggest thing is we have to ask ourselves at an individual level, at a community level, what is the narrative that we are choosing to live by, right? And if it's not the narrative that we want, then how do we change it, right? And that's where we believe the kingdom of God is an answer to come in and change the narrative of lives in a printing shop, you know, at a, as a university student, as a young kid who's going through di- parents getting divorced at a church camp, right? Like all these individual stories when they are touched by the kingdom of god not only are they transformed but the hope is that they can begin to snowball and transform other people right um by simply being faithful to what god has given us the gift of knowing who he is and then inviting others into that right and yeah like see i said at the beginning of this podcast it is tying into our missions episode (laughs) probably quite a bit but that's how we continue the story right by living missionally intentionally with our lives so guys, we're going to wrap this one up. We've done a lot of long podcasts, so we figured we'd give your brain a break. Yep. <laughs> um, but next week is our final episode of season one. There will be a little bit of radio silence, and then we'll start up season two. I don't know when we're going to record it, but we will record it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, please send in your ideas. Um, now is probably your last chance to send in your questions if you have them. We have about nine or ten that we can work with um, for the final episode, but Love you guys. We love you, Kingdom Movement family. Any final thoughts from you guys? It's no, a head nod of no. It's been an amazing first episode, I think. Season, we'll, you mean? Uh, uh, season. Yeah. First season. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm excited for the next season. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I think we have some good topics to, to go over, and we can dive a bit deeper into some subjects as well. But yes. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, this is just a brief reminder that if you've had a question come up from this discussion or you just have a question in general that you want to ask us on the podcast, uh, now is the time to do it. We want to make sure that we get these questions in for the end of the season 
Q and R, uh, and we cannot wait to hear your guys' questions, to read them, and to be able to respond. But we can't do that unless you send them to us. So make sure if you're a part of Kingdom Movement already, you can personally message us your question, or you can send them via our Instagram, and we will make sure to read those, and hopefully we will answer your question on the season finale question and answer, uh, question and response episode. All right. Thanks, guys.